This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world. Peak too early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner. I'm joined by Mike Jenner somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? I'm very good, Steve, and I I feel a little bit feel a little bit guilty about how good I feel right now. We'll get into it. Might have let some of the listeners down, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about. It. I feel good. I feel guilty, but it is what it is. And we are joined again by Patrick Donovan. Patrick Donovan. Patrick, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well, Steve. I'm also feeling maybe a tad guilty for some quote unquote lock that I may have given, but we'll get into it. We're gonna we'll get into it. We will we will definitely get into it. We will definitely get into some uh some betting and how it's going, but I just want to start off by saying, well. Even before I comment on the track meet as a whole, motherfucking Josh Kerr, world champion, holy crap. I mean, I, there is so much to talk about. And coming in, we were planning this podcast. Even if nothing happened today, we were going to have so much to talk about. But Josh Kerr, friend of the program, Josh Kerr takes down Jakob Ingebrigtsen to win gold at the world championships. Holy crap. What is happening right now? This is unbelievable. If I was just like a, uh, you know, first time ever watching track, and that was the only race I've ever watched, I would, and not even just because he won, but in the way he won, the way he raced, I would be like, oh, that nobody ever beats that guy, right? Like, there's no way anybody ever beats that guy. I would never think, you know, that's how you'd usually think about Jakob. Like I said in my video, that's done. That's over. Um, and well, actually I want to talk about his, uh, his preliminary antics, but maybe we'll save that when we get into the meat of the podcast here, let's just save this, this moment to, to talk about how awesome Josh Kerr is. I feel like Josh Kerr had his moment at the Olympics. I think people were kind of sleeping on him recently. I think he's been a little bit more quiet recently. That race, that was a perfect race he ran a perfect race nobody on the planet nobody ever in the history of the world was ever going to beat him today there's just no way the way he was running nobody would have ever beaten him today yeah holy shit right i mean i think i don't think you can put anything any better than that perfect race perfect execution and like just the upset that comes with it as as a certified jakob ingebrigtsen fanboy was just I don't even give a shit, dude. That was awesome, right? So shout out Josh Kerr, fucking awesome. That's it was fantastic to watch, and I had to, and admittedly I had to watch it a little later than you guys watched it, but it was a perfect race. It was awesome to watch. If you don't like track after that, like I said, you don't have a pulse. And there there are a handful of guys in the sport. And, and Mike, you know, I think you might agree with me on this. There are a handful of guys that we've had on the podcast and, you know, just watching that have the ability to kind of compete at the highest level in the sport where like I've genuinely become a diehard fan. 
And when I watch Josh Kerr race, like I kind of feel the same way as when I'm watching like a Red Sox game or a Patriots game or something like that. I feel like I'm like that big of a fan of him. And, you know, I think we've, we've been able to a little bit get to know him a little bit just through having him on the pod a couple times. We've hung out with him a little bit, um, you know, just outside of the podcast. Um, and, and and just, he's just been always super cool to us. And, you know, he's, he's the type of guy in, in the big, the biggest compliment you can give a runner is that they run their best. They run their best when it means the most. And those are the types of guys that I cheer for. They're the guys that, you know, I was always, you know, from high school and college are the guys that I always respected the most. It's like, it doesn't matter what you do in a throwaway meet. It doesn't matter what you do in a workout. It matters what you do when it's the most important race. And Josh is the epitome of that. Now, two times, it, it twice now in the, in the Olympics and now world championships where he had his best performance ever. And uh, it just kind of goes to the mentality that he has as an athlete. And then on the other side of it, it's, I am so incredibly proud for his coach, Danny Mackey, another guy who's been super cool to us, a, a guy that we've had on the podcast a couple times, a guy that, you know, we interact with regularly. I, I was just texting him about uh, MMA picks like last week. Um, and he's a guy that I think he's, he's hinted at it on his Instagram where I think he's been going through some tough times lately in his personal life. And just to kind of have, you know, I, I, I feel like to the, the culmination of everything and watching this as a fan and being a fan of Josh and being a fan of his coach and, and just seeing him take down this, this giant of the sport in Jakob Ingerson. Now I'm going to keep going here for a second. When we had, when we had Danny on to talk about, we had him on to talk about Josh's um, uh, bronze medal. And we were talking about um, Jakob and uh, at the time, chariot, Mike, I don't know if you remember, we were talking them literally as superheroes, right? And we were calling them these Marvel characters and that Josh was going up against these guys and being able to compete with them. And we were talking with Danny. It was like, it was almost like these guys were on a different level and Josh was like fought to be considered in the same conversation, but really we didn't know if he had the ability to compete with them. And he proved today that he absolutely belongs in that conversation. And he's not, doesn't just belong in that conversation. He has the ability to beat these guys and beat them in the biggest moments. So just all of that coming together, it, it was just such an incredible friggin' race, man. Steve, I'm glad you you kind of mentioned what you did because it, it occurred to me that maybe the video I post on Instagram and then the the fact that we've started the podcast on this might be confusing to some people. I guess maybe if you're like a newer listener or something like that, the OGs will obviously get our connection to Josh. But, you know, Yared was in this race. And obviously we're huge Yared fans. If Yared was the one who pulled off this upset, we'd be just as excited we don't dislike Jakob, or at least, you know, we'll get a, a, a pulse check on that uh, after this one. But at least up until this point, we haven't disliked them. Um, so it, it might have come off weird to some people, like how much, how excited we are for this. But it, but the, the, the true OGs would know, like, how important this was to us and how, you know, Josh was our guy. And, and, we go way, way back with Josh. We, I feel like we've like watched his career unfold and we've been a big believer in him. Um, 
I mean, I guess we we should probably talk about it. Like, you lose two major championships in a row. <laughs> is Jakob? Does Jakob not have the clutch gene? Like, is he when the the lights are brightest when when it when it's shining down on him? All of a sudden, are we are we starting to get worried about what Jakob can do on the big? I mean. I will say credit to Jakob, and I have some other flack I'm going to give him later in the podcast. But he was—I've never—I don't think I've ever seen a runner more devastated. And like, he looked like he was ready to kill somebody after that race. Like he truly did. I think you know when you wear the cr- heavy, heavy lies the crown. That's right. Goes into it, you know. I, I think you are hinting at getting into it, but I'm going to talk about it right now. You come out of the prelim after yeah. you pop the crowd up coming off the final turn. You look like a monster, right? Basically a world beater, unbeatable. It, that's how I was thinking about it going into it. It's like, who's going to beat this guy? Well, it's like, it's one of those things where that movie pulls in the prelim where he turns to the crowd and pumps him up on the home stretch before he tries to kick everybody. If he pulls that move and wins, we're sitting here talking about this on the podcast of how badass that was. But you can't do that. You cannot do that and lose. Like oh, that, I agree. that changes the narrative completely. And it, I don't know if you saw it. Especially in the same heat as Josh. Well, did you see Josh yeah. laughing too? Yeah. Coming across the line, Josh like was laughing at it. I, I'm sure he was kind of just like thought it was funny, but I wonder how much in his head was like, oh, I'm going to beat this clown. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I can't get into his head, but I hope that's what he was thinking. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's why they run the race, right? He might beat him nine. Might, that's right. If, if he raced him 10 times, he might beat him nine, but not tonight. Not tonight, boys. So I mean, Did you guys happen to see his post race comments? I, mean, I watched some of it. I watched his his British TV interview. So I don't know if he was saying he was sick or he's or he's injured, but he was saying he wasn't feeling a hundred percent. I hate that. Oh, me too. Oh yeah, and I said that. If, if that's okay. the case, though, get in your Joshua Chepta guy bets now. Oh, true. Yeah. Right. Well, but and like, if you're not feeling well, why do you do that antics in the prelims, right? If you're worried mm-hmm. about like, oh, not feeling your best. So that seems like a load of bullshit to me. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. It's um, pick, pick one lane or the other, man. Like if you're going to you can if you're going to be like we've talked about it the last couple of times I've been on, if you're going to be the villain, lean into it. But, you know, and pump the crowd up, lean into that. I love that stuff. Like, I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome for the sport. It gets me jazzed up. Yep. Like you said, Mike, you can't do that and lose uh, because it kind of loses its luster there. You just look stupid. But two, like, if you're going to do stuff like that, don't then come back and lose and be like, ah, well, you know, I, I had a, I had the sniffles, so I wasn't feeling too too hot. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if he comes back and he has that interview and he's like, yeah, I got beat today and he's like super accountable. And he's like, he, he looks pissed off and looks like man on a mission. I'm like, all right, well, Jakob's winning the gold, the Olympics, but mm-hmm. hearing that like excuse train, it's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just, this guy's a time trial expert, right? He's, he can't, he can't handle it on the big stage anymore. So I, yeah, I agree. Even if you don't feel great, don't, you can't say that. Just don't say that's it. Not, man. That's mm-hmm. not how this works. So, it's yeah steve yeah. You, did, did you have plus 2600 i had plus 5000 you plus 5000 oh you must have got that well, I, I took it but i i took i it was it was it, it was my 
it was my smallest bet of the meet, but uh, yeah, I had, I had plus 5,000. So, so that's, um, th- that's when, you know, when I was referencing feeling guilty. That's where I feel a little guilty. Cause I did give out a five-star play and I don't regret my five-star play. I think I do it every, I do it every year that kind of just like take all the guys you think are going to win. And I still think that five out of six of those legs are still going to hit. But the one part of it that because I wasn't on the show, I didn't have a chance to talk about. And this is where I feel guilty is when you do that parlay, it allows you to do the little sprinkles, right? So it's like, I'm obviously not going to bet on Jakob at minus 1000, but I have him in the parlay. So I have the action and then I can sprinkle on the goose like I did. And I sprinkled on Kerr and I, you know, I want a good amount of money more, you know, easily made back my uh my parlay bet so uh, i i feel bad that i'm uh, you know i hope nobody took my advice and and didn't uh didn't also get to sprinkle that that's that's my bad but it is what it is can i can i uh can i have a a second here to kind of gloat on um how my picks from last episode are going they're going well steve they're going well i am having an incredible world championship and if you are if you are following me if you are following my picks, you will be making a ton of money right now. Um, and it like in and, and the ones that I'm missing, I'm just like I had I had Safanis on in the 10k. She fell, she fell like five feet to the finish line. I almost won that one too. Like it is crazy. I I've only of my picks, I've only lost. Um, I I put a little bit on Nagus, but I I made that all back with Josh, right? And then I put out um uh, on, on the Instagram. No, I didn't talk about it on the, on the, on the podcast, but I put it out on the Instagram. So I gotta, I gotta be accountable. I gotta say it. I put out Javon Harrison who got silver in the, in the high jump. So, um, I lost that. So I, so I lost Yared. I lost Javon Harrison, um, Safan Hassan. But then if you, all my other picks, like all of them are hitting in a big, big way. So, um, there's still some picks left. So if you go back and listen to, uh, to, to our last podcast, uh, I am doing very well for myself. So, and hey, this, let me tell you this, the sports book are, lu- are lucky that they don't have track year round because I might be able to quit my job at this rate. So <laughs> be- because of my parlay, I was kind of like going all in on that. I just had a couple like spots here and there where I like sprinkled, uh, and I had my Josh win. So that was so far my only win but it was a big win i i am well in the green now um but i also had i had safanasan which is an incredible an incredible bad beat i mean that is that's a bad beat that will never like you know show up on on svp or anything like that but that should go down in history as like an incredible bad beat falling at the finish line like that uh, I also sprinkled. <laughs> let's 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 talk about that for a second. Let's talk about the okay. Stefan Hassan because let's 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 talk a little day one. So just to kind of recap what this woman is doing, she is running at this point in the race on day one. Excuse me, she is running the ten k. She is running the fifteen hundred meters. She is running the five k, and she is uh, considered not the favorite for anybody uh, of any of them, but in the mix for all three of them at this point. At the same time, she is training for the Chicago marathon in six weeks, what she is doing right now in the, in, in her mindset in the sport is awesome. And if you go back to Mike, like the, the, um, 
the the mindset behind this peak too early mentality that we kind of talked about and what we made the podcast on, she is living that. It is, you know, I don't care what the distance is. I don't care what kind of shape in it. I don't care what you're training, quote unquote, specifically for. If you get on that start line, it's go time. And she is she is living that right now. And so she gets out there in the 10K. She goes right to the back of the pack. Patient, patient, patient. Last 800 meters starts moving her way up takes the lead with like 300 meters to go. It looks like she's going to win the race falls, you know, on her face. And that being said, um, you know, she was losing a little bit of momentum, so it was going to come down to the wire, but she had a significant chance to win, you know, if not like guaranteed podium. And she she was going to win. She, she she was like five feet from the finish line or, you know, five to 10 feet from the finish line. Absolutely heartbreaking. I mean, lucky for her, she's got two more events to. Uh, well, now she's to, only to got make. one left. Well, that's true, but uh, it, it's brutal. It's brutal. But I don't know. Like from her, when you have that kind of mentality, right? Where like you're not putting all your chips in and you're racing and competing. Like, I feel like she's one of the few people who that doesn't sit in your brain, right? Where it's like, you're not going to be thinking about that for the next Olympic cycle, right? That, that missed opportunity. It's like, I feel like she gets up, she gets to the next starting line is, is going to go after it again. It's like, I, I, like I said, she's one of the few people I think that is going to be able to just bounce back. No problem. Cause that's what she does. She just races in championship races. She moves on to the next one. I think that's what she does again here. Yeah. And then also day one, I mean, the big story of day one. And if you if you're not following us on Instagram and you're not checking the uh, the posts and the stories throughout World Championship, I'll just tell you, you're missing out because the story of day one is between the qualifying and the finals of the men's shot put Ryan Krauser's odds drop from like it was minus like 2000 to minus 150. And the reason they dropped is because he had blood clots. So he had pain in his in his calf. And it turns out he had two blood clots and he wasn't sure if he was going to fly to to Budapest. And at the last second he got on a plane, he landed, I think the morning of the meet of the performance, got out there and just kind of held back a little bit on the on his qualifying did just enough to qualify and then, you know, put on a show in the in the finals, but I got on the Instagram, I got on the social medias, and I said, this is this is one of the best opportunities you will see, not only in the sport of track and field, but in, in gambling, in sports gambling, period. And you better capitalize on it. And capitalize on it, I did. And everybody else who capitalized on it made out big. So um, to have that happen, <laughs> to have our guy, I mean, and how many times have we said it? it? You know, Ryan Krauser is a guaranteed win. He's the greatest to ever do it. Right, you don't think that that guy is gonna pull it together with a little bit of pain to win this friggin' thing? You're out of your mind if you didn't think he was gonna win gold. So, uh, he, crazy storyline, huge win for the bank account. How, how many times have we said like, you might want to consider taking him at minus a thousand? Right? It's like it's yeah, worth your money. I did to consider take, it. I did consider like, it. Then you get him at minus one. Of those guys, Michael, you talk about that parlay you went all in on. Like he's a guy you throw into that leg oh. at the big odds. Just like he's gonna like this is gonna win. Right. He's a guy I like add on to every bet I make just because it's like, yeah. well, I might as well boost the odds a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, 
Steve, I, I read a comment from him where he said something like, this is arguably my best performance of my career. He's like, you know, I have world records. I This isn't a world record. This might be the best performance of my career. So that shows you like, you know, what he was going through. But it doesn't matter, right? Like, it's like, if he's if he's showing up to throw, you don't have to worry about it, right? Like, if it, it he's got blood clots, he's got whatever he's got going on. If Ryan Krauser feels like he can step in the circle, bet on him. It's easy as that. And so he uh, in between. So the finals was just about to to start. And during like in between that time, it actually got down to minus one thirty five. And I I I hit I hit a bet three times in between that time because I was sitting there and I was like I was like oh it's minus one fifty. So I put in I put in one bet and being like even if he's injured he's gonna be fine. And then I was like wait a second, Ryan Krauser is minus 150 going into the finals. I put in another bet, and then I saw it drop to one third, minus 135. I put in a third bet because I was like, this is insane. And then they're just about to start the finals on the broadcast, and they show the clip of what he was doing in between um, – uh, in between the, the 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 qualifying and the finals, and he was just he was just squatting like over three hundred pounds in the weight room, and it was like, <laughs> cash it the ticket right now, it is over. So, love that guy. Can't believe, can't believe we're still making big money off of Ryan Krause's ha- Ryan Krause. Gotta, How are the sports books letting that happen? You gotta hit your layups. Got to the layup. That's right. Um, before we move on to the next one. No. I think we should point out in the women's 10K, Alicia Monson, fifth in the world. Yep. Friend of the program. We're, we're, we're worth mentioning. That's that's kind of a big deal. The uh, I think the women's 10K, you know, Ethiopian sweep, that is a very difficult um, realm for the, uh, the the women's Americans to break into. Alicia being fifth, she's right there. So worth, worth yep. pointing out. It's big. Um, and then that day one ended with the mixed relay and shortly after Safan Hassan wearing a Netherlands singlet falling at the finish line, you have Femke Bowl, which is, you know, one of the best athletes in the world, uh, 400 meter hurdle runner falling in a Netherlands singlet as well, falling at the finish line to lose the mixed relay to the United States, um, yeah, just uh, just a, a tough break for the orange singlets out there at the end of day one. And and U.S. took a, a world record, too. So that means they were yeah, not only they got, lost they the championship, handed. but they also lost the world record there. Denny, what's your take on mix 4x4? Love it, dude. I love it. I think it's awesome. And I'm all I just it's so like just fun to see how fast both the men and the women are, but like the juxtaposition too, if you, if you get like, you know, where you get a, you get um somebody who's way out ahead and just to see a gap close, but maybe have like the woman hold on to that gap. I think it's just, it's like a credit to how fast these women are, but it's just such a cool, like a, I just love the visual of it, but I think it's just a great event too. Um, super fun. Love it. Love, love, love it. I agree. You have, you have a poop I, in your pants if you don't like it. Uh-oh. It's not that I don't like it. I wish that the U.S. just cared more about it. That's fair. Like, I didn't yeah, I didn't, even, 
I didn't, I mean, you know, they, they kind of put people on the team just to run this. It's not like they're, they're rolling out their best 400 meters. I mean, I, I was watching it. And I Ran was a like, world record though. Yeah, I guess so. I think but every I, time I think, I, I think it's so he, new. It's yeah. so new that every time you go out there, world records gets broken. But I was like watching and I was like, is that Matthew Bolin? <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know he qualified for it. And he, I mean, I, he, he, he wasn't on the, he wasn't on anything, but the mixed team, the mixed relay team. And I was like, Oh, I mean, good for you. You get a trip to trip to Budapest, but. I will admit, I thought the same thing, Steve, when yeah. I saw him get the baton, I was like, Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know my boy here was, was over in Hungary. Nice, yeah. to for him. nice to see. Um. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on to the, let's talk men's 100 meters. Oh boy. I mean, this is, I mean, you forget, like, I mean, I'm on, I'm still on a Josh Kerr high, but there was like three, there was four, every single day had one of these moments for me. Every single day had one of these moments and day, I mean, Ryan Krauser was day one. And I'm, you usually get maybe one of these moments during all of worlds. Every single friggin' day had like a mind blowing. Like that was, that was one for the record books. I can't believe what I just watched. Um, but I mean, wait, was was the men's hundred on day two? Oh, the 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 qualifying was. Um, so wait, am I out of am I out of order here? My notes are so. Anyways, let's just talk. Let's just talk. Men, what... Let's just talk. Let's just talk men's. Let's just talk men's hundred meters at this point. So, um, no, I, I think it was day two. I'm getting all confused. But it was day two. You're right. Yeah. You got it. So so our guy Noah Lyles and. Another storyline that is just so incredibly impressive. Like a year and a half ago, you start hearing these like rumblings of like Noah's trying to go to a second event. He's trying to double. And everybody, I feel like for the past year has had has kind of had this this feeling of like, oh, that's cute. Right. Like, oh, he'll he'll be in the mix. But I don't think anybody ever really saw him as like a serious contender to be a world champion. And we kind of, and all through indoor, he was doing really well, but it was like one of those things where it's like, well, you know, 60 meters, like, let's see how he does outdoor. It's like, oh, you know, you know, that that's, that's, he, he's throwing out these crazy times. We'll, we'll see it. He's got a really slow start. I don't know if he can compete with these, these incredible stars with the, with the fastest men in the world. And all this time, it's like, you're watching this guy that's supremely confident that is doing everything right. And, um, he takes it home world champion one of the most exciting athletes to watch one of the one of the most fun athletes to watch we've said it time in time out he is the most important athlete in the sport of track and field um and for him to deliver to have this plan play out the way it did for him to execute to perfection and take home a gold medal is it's mind-blowing it's absolutely mind-blowing. One of the coolest stories in the history of this sport, I think, for a U.S. athlete anyways. You need to have him, and we've talked about it a million times, him being great at the 200 is, it, it's great, it's cool. You, you get this guy in the 100, you get him to be the fastest man in the world. That's the type of thing that is what could put track on the map, right? You get to the Olympics, and if this guy's still doing it, if he's taking home a gold medal at the Olympics, if he's going in the hundred and the two hundred, okay, Noel Isles could be, you know, the type of like household name kind of kind of guy, right? So 
This is an incredible step. He's the best. He's fun to watch. I'm an idiot. I sprinkled money on Fred Curley. He didn't even make the finals. You're going to see a trend here, folks. When will Patrick stop betting against Noah Lyle? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a good question, Daddy. It's a great <laughs> question. And it's one after a lot of introspection over the last week that I don't necessarily have an answer for. But the only one that I can come up with is that I really just wanted to come onto the podcast and be like, wow, I took a long shot and it worked. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think I agree with everything that Steve said. Um, and you Mike, like him, Noah being able to make, you know, add this event to his repertoire, um, and run that run that time that he did and be a world champion is just so good for the sport. Um, and I cannot wait to see that jacket. Um, Ugh. I've been in person, hopefully one day, but it's just, you know, great for, great for the United States. Um, bad for, bad for Dunny's wallet this past week. I'll never do it again until I do it again. So, and, and over this past year, I think you've had to like, there's been a rivalry between the players that has uh, for between the athletes that has definitely formed between Curly and Noah. But I think you've kind of, you've been forced to, as a fan, kind of pick a, pick a side. And there's almost been like a rivalry within the United States, just like kind of like as, as the fans. And we've been, you know, even though Mike and you, you, you said you kind of put a little bit of money on Curly, we've been firmly in the Noah camp going up against the 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 curly stands the curly fries i'm gonna call them the curly fries, the curly uh, fries. yeah we've been we've been going up and i've been doing battle in the uh the instagram comments against a handful of like like diehard two crew that are that are that are not too fond of our of our noah lyles takes and in 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 the the you know the fred curly camp so there's kind of been this interesting rivalry that's been um, developing and actually there was a post USA I actually think they took it down there was a podcast where uh essentially where Curly was confirming that him and Noah have bad blood like they don't like each other um so I'm gonna keep an eye out for I, I posted on the Instagram but I think USA track and field took it down um so we'll keep an eye out for that see if that pops back up but when he didn't make the final, it was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, that was one of like, that was a, that was a crazy moment to see well, Fred Curley not make the final. Particularly with his pre-race comments too. Oh, yeah. yeah. If Noah runs this, I'm going to run that. Like, again, it's, if you're going to talk like that, you got to make the final or you, or you got to win the race. I, we've touched on it already in this podcast, but I love the the nickname that you have dubbed the Fred Curly fans is the Curly, Curly fries. Curly. Does that mean that you are on Noah's Ark? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm riding Noah's. I'm riding Noah's Ark. Get two of every animal. Let's go. It, it, it's let, let it, make it rain. Hey, Dunny, Dunny, make it rain and get on Noah's Ark with me. I'm listen. I am doubling down on the arc from here on out. You will never, ever hear Patrick Donovan bet against Noah Lyles ever again. Rose told me not to do it, and I didn't listen to her, and she's only four months old. So I'm going to take my, I'm going to take, uh, take some direction from my daughter and from my good friend, Steve. Yeah, so, I, I want to make it abundantly clear. 
that I bet with my heart a lot. I was trying to do something cute with the Fred Curley. My my bet on Fred Curley was not an endorsement of Fred Curley. And Steve, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, take up a playbook out of yours. You know, when you bet on a golfer and he does you dirty, he's dead to you forever. Fred Curley is officially dead to me forever. So that, that I won't is. go so far to say that Christian Coleman's dead to me, but he's certainly uh, in a coma for me right now. <laughs> well, Christian Coleman, that was, I mean, listen, Christian Coleman's like, he's kind of one of our guys. I mean, we're, I we're, love Christian Coleman. We're, 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 we've, uh, we, we have a long history with Christian yeah, we've, Coleman. We've planted our flag in that one. So I think you can, but he was in a play. I mean, he was, like plus 1800. So you could put a little bit of money on him and still pick one of the other two guys. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, but anyways, I, I will say this right now, Noah Lyles is minus 360 to, uh, to win the 200 meters. And uh, I'm on it. <laughs> so I, I, I posted, I, I posted um, that I won. I, I didn't, do too many parlays coming into this event but one that i did do is i did noah lyles to win the 200 and keely hodgkinson to win the 800 meters and putting those two together you got plus money and that was behind an event that we're going to get into in a minute that was by far my biggest bet of the of the track meet i didn't know uh i think mo would be in budapest when i placed that bet i didn't think she'd be running i think mo is running and so I had the opportunity this afternoon to cash out on that bet for 75% and I took it. So I cashed that out. I scraped together uh, a good chunk of my winnings from this track meet and it is on no allows at, I think wow. I placed it at minus three twenty. So, um, yeah, so we're, 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 we're riding Noah's Ark, you know, uh, you know, and I'm I'm feeling confident about it. How can you not feel confident about it? I'm jumping on with you, pal. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm 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 open right now. I might find something I can parlay. Do you do you support that decision to cash out at 75% with uh with Mo being in that race? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's I had a, to do it. that's a loser. You, you get I never, 75%. I've never cashed out once in my entire betting life. Yeah, but but I had but to do it. The the scenario of cashing out that I, that you're used to seeing is like, Oh, you have a future and it's starting to pan out and you cash out in the positive. This is way different. This is a smart move. This is a, you have new information to work with. And uh, yeah, no, I, that, and, the, and, and the other thing, Mike is I want to bet. I, I want to cheer for Mo. I don't want to cheer. Yeah, for right. I want to cheer for Mo. So it was like, if it wasn't like, if I didn't have rooting interests, conflicting i probably wouldn't have done it but i was just like i'm a fan of mo i'm not really a fan of keely hodgson i'm not i don't dislike her but i'd rather cheer for mo so that's kind of where my where my mindset was yeah i'm i'm opening this up and i'm finding a uh I'm, i might parlay uh noah with something else I'll, I'll i'll get back to you here in a second um let's talk a little bit more day two um, women's heptathlon. Um, sorry, hold, Hey, you don't, no need to cut this out. Uh, my, my wife is standing in the doorway grilling me. What's up? What's up, babe? Oh, hi. We're, we're recording a podcast. Sorry. Hi boys. Hi, hi sir. Yeah. Talking about all the money I'm winning. I know. I, Michael, I thought that you said, 2600 or something like that and i was like steven did you win 2600 
get the math on the. <laughs> All right, that's a. Uh, that's the uh, the first lady of the two crew, right there. Right. <laughs> so I just quickly quickly mention the the women's heptathlon, and Dunny and I were uh, were um, uh, talking about this, and uh, it's crazy that they make them finish on an eight hundred, just like the most brutal event and grind out. But I, I will say, it is insane, and it's really fun to watch when it comes down. Because very rarely, I feel like. Uh, decathlon and heptathlon are settled way before the last event but when it's close like that they have a live tracker on the points as they're coming around and like running the times which is awesome like to have a live because the point system so complicated right and it's it's very difficult to like determine how you're gonna how you're gonna place with your time but to have the live tracker on points and to watch it it was actually kind of an electric finish like it was it was fun to watch yeah, I don't understand the point system. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Not a, not a math guy. Never have been. Probably never will be. But I think the the live point tracker was really cool. And again, like you said, for like folks who are maybe new to the sport or not new to the sport and don't understand how heptathlon is necessarily scored, that's a great thing to have there. Um, and then, you know, touching on them finishing with the 800, I think more often than not, it's just cruel and unusual punishment. Cause like you said, typically it's wrapped up by then, but in a situation like this, where Anna Hall had to just absolutely go, you know, guns blazing, had to win by more than three seconds to lock up the win. Um, and unfortunately wasn't able to pull it off, um, was just number one, an awesome race to watch. Um, but I also don't know that I've ever like felt as bad for somebody after they crossed the line and won a like she won she won the eight hundred in the heptathlon technically right like the race itself, but because it scored on time she lost like that's that is I felt so bad for her and you could just see like you could see the heartbreak her just lying on the track there. And I also think something that goes on, sorry, I'm rambling here, but something that goes underrated about the heptathlon that I hadn't really considered ever until watching, you know, the world heps this past go around was like, how much goes into that, right? Like they're incredible athletes, but, and obviously like physically what goes into that, but like the mental part of it to do all these events and then it comes down to you only, you won by two seconds, not three. So you get silver and not gold is just crazy to me. Yeah, and think it's, about- it's why it's why you, you very rarely see somebody have like uh, be dominant year after year in this. And you, you don't like see particularly long careers in this event because it has to be the most brutal training of all of all the events you have to you have to be a specialist in so many different things and it it just comes down to like who can live in the gym and who can do the most work day in and day out um yeah, absolutely get brutal, but you not get hurt i i think about like you know whatever our pre-race routine is for whatever event we were doing on the track and we put so much effort into it and said the routine and the 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 things you think about and the warm up times and the things you're eating. It's like, all right, well, you have to do that over and over and over and over again when you're doing the heptathlon, decathlon. Uh, so it is wild. Um, Steve, I think what I need 
is we need to reach out to friend of the program, Annie Coons, and do a little video series where where Annie Coons teaches Dunny math. I think that would be <laughs> I think that'd be a winning. I think that'd be a winning program. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, it would, I, I listen, man, I could use the help. <laughs> so all right, moving on to the men's 10K. Joshua Cheptegei, an incredible last 500 meters. He ran a 53-second last 400 meters. Mike, could you run a 53-second 400 meters right now? Uh, no. At one Just point one. in my life. At one point in my life, yes. But not right I, now, no. I could not watch it. I could not. I could definitely not do that. And in classic Cheptegei fashion, crosses the finish line to win the world championships stops his watch because if it doesn't get on strava it That's doesn't right. count so uh but uh incredible race for joshua chapter guy and seeing that last 400 and seeing uh jacob in the uh in the 1500 meters makes me feel pretty good about chapter guy plus 550 in the 5k so um that I would be that's... brutal if jacob gets shut out that would be that'd be brutal he's sick what do you mean do you think i'm placing it i'm placing it right now steve i'm taking check the guy i'm putting it in right now check the guy you got it um i just did it check the guy um any any other thoughts on the on the men's 10k steve asked if i could run i don't think i could go sub 80 seconds in a 400 right now just to be yes you could yes you could Uh, it'd be close It'd be no, close to be coming it, down to the wire. Come on. It'd be coming hey, Dunny, down I to think, the wire. I, I think you never paid me for that bet we had. <laughs> Listen, you can't hold me accountable for what I absolutely can. So, Mike, do you remember? 15, 15 Miller lights at Cappy's Copper Kettle. We, uh, me Dunny up, and I, is what he did. we had a pool Monday. And, uh, what, wait, when was this? Recently? No, no, like no. This was this was a uh, a football national championship, probably like oh, 2019. Okay. Was in LSU. Yeah, 2019, maybe something like that. 2018, I don't know, but um, uh, you know, you know, you know, Bob. He he sells the uh the um the little high record books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, he's like, hey. He's like, I got the I got the latest record book in my car. You want to buy one? It, it you know goes to Friends of the Low High charity. And we're you know we're watching the football game and we're playing pool. We're a couple couple beers deep. And I was like, absolutely, go get it. I'm buying one. And we sat there and we went through the record book and we we looked at all the track records to see which ones we could possibly do at this point in our life. And uh, Dunny. Uh, Patrick said he could he could break the women's uh, mile uh, school record in with two months of training. And I said, deal. And two months later, I didn't say anything about it. I put it in my calendar two months later. And I said, all right, Dunny, you ready to run? And he goes, he goes, oh, he's like, are we starting now? And I was like, yep, it's two months later. And he goes, he goes, no, you were going to give me two months to train. And I said, yeah, that started when we shook hands. <laughs> <laughs> We can renegotiate. We can do something <laughs> else. We'll talk uh, about it in the bell lap. <laughs> um, all right. So anything else? Oh, I, I, I do want to say um, uh, Noah Lyles crying at the at the at the award ceremony. That it just kind of like 
showed him show like how like important this was or how like crazy of a journey it's been. Um, and he was just like sobbing and like the other people on the podium were like consoling him. So I thought that was a pretty cool moment. All right, let's move on to just another mind blowing once a year should be once a year, like incredible story in the women's 100 meters. I just want to start off by saying um, the Q room. Have they always done the Q room? I can't. I can't remember the Q room, the qualifying room where they have the people where they have the the people that didn't get on place or sitting there and waiting to be bounced on time. They've never done this before, right? Oh, I've never heard. seen that. It's it, like though. the greatest reality TV show ever. I like mean, maybe they, it's maybe it's one of those things that they've always done and just like never. No, no there's no way. I really don't, I don't do remember this. And it is it is the most <laughs> it is the most entertaining part is one of the most entertaining parts of this track meet because you send these poor people to the to the to the queue room they call it and you have them sit on couches and you put a camera in your face and you watch them as they watch their dreams slip away yeah. as as people bounce them on time in later qualifying uh heats so uh queue room awesome do it at every track meet ever i love the queue room but um, the, you know, obviously the, if you, you're under a rock, if you don't know this, this storyline, Shakari Richardson doesn't get on place, has to go to the Q room. And it's looking like there's a chance she doesn't make the final. She's the last person in on the final running the finals from lane nine. They make a point of saying that in, in over 40 years on the men's and women's side, nobody has ever podiumed from lane nine never mind win it and so you're sitting there and you're watching this and you feel terrible because it's like you you want to see shikari compete and you're like well you know i have a i have a decent sized bet on her i'm cheering for her i'm cheering for the storyline i want shikari to win this so bad but it's like she's gonna need to do like a once in a lifetime a like thing here to have a shot at winning this and it's like well you know it's it's you're kind of like it it's it's too bad unless I'm going to watch something that has never happened before. And she gets out of the blocks and you're watching it and you're like and you're and you're, and you're looking at Shelly and Fraser Price because she, she's she's the favorite and she's in the center lane. And you're watching this race unfold and you're like, oh, my God, I think she has a chance. I think she has a chance. And then she crosses the finish line in first place in one of the most. I don't know, it, it, one of the most incredible events I've ever watched in this sport and just. I, I've we've talked so much about the storyline. We've talked about how I flip flop on her, and I'm a huge Shakari fan. Um, just incredible, and the fact that you know she had a a plus five hundred uh, number next to her name on DraftKings made it even sweeter. So, Steve, I think back to I don't even know how long ago it was at this point, but that random, uh, God, what is it? What, Instagram what, what, live. Instagram live. Is that what it was? Uh, spaces yeah. or something? Whatever. Yeah, it was Instagram Live. Whatever it was. I think back to that when you, for whatever reason, decided to change your tune. It's been all uphill for Carrie ever since. Now she's a gold medalist. You've been riding that wave to the top. Uh, that that that's that's pretty good. Pretty good little run for you. Yeah, yeah. I bought I bought her stock at the bottom. You you sure did. And it wasn't even like. The reason you flipped was so like strange. Like you're just like I don't know something about it. I just I liked it. I just 
Well, because she had been so unlikable to that point. Yeah. And it was like, it was one of those things where it's just like, man, if she wasn't like the way she approached it and the way she approached it to me, like, like if she wasn't so damn unlikable, like I would get behind an athlete like her. But then like I turned into that. I was like, oh, she's kind of likable. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I'm all in on Shakari. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, just I don't know what else I can say. Um, you know, even my description of how it went down probably doesn't even do it justice. Just a, a, incredible. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're watching it the whole time. You're just like, no way she's going to pull this off as she continues to to chase everybody down. She's genuine, which is what I like about her. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, on to the men's 110 hurdles. And I will say, like, for all of the right moves I have made in this uh, in this track meet financially, the big the my biggest misstep was not betting on Grant. I mean, I, it was crazy. And even I had the opportunity between the I, I planned to do it. And I just kind of like I was so like wrapped up in the whole Shikari thing where I, I just forgot to put a bet in before the finals, but um, Grant was just dominant, um, gets under 13 in the, in the finals. Uh, just like, it was an easy win for him. So missing on that plus plus one fifty number on Grant was a, was a huge mistake and one I won't make again. Yeah. I mean, every time we talk about Grant, we talk about him glowingly. Why haven't, I, I, well, not necessarily because we were, uh, we kind of, we kind of hitched our wagon to Devin Allen. And when right, Devin true. Allen got that that's bullshit DQ, when you got that bullshit DQ, we were like, we called it, you know, a, 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 a Mickey Mouse championship for Grant. Well, so I, I, well, I was going to say, say, I do think we've talked like glowingly about him, but I was like, for whatever reason, it feels like we haven't hitched our wagon to Grant Holloway quite like, you know, other American superstars. And I guess maybe that's why maybe that it stems back to that. And that's kind of, but we should, we should be bigger on Grant. I mean, like I didn't put money on him either. And again, it's just because he didn't register as like one in like the boxes I have to check. Like, Oh, I got to get money on this guy. Um, but Grant's awesome. Like Grant, what is this three in a row? I think for Grant now, Three gold. Well, three three world championships. He got second at the Olympics. Oh, though, okay, so that, that broke it up. So, and that was the other one where it was like I think I bet on Grant in the Olympics, and he kind of screwed, screwed you there. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then also USA goes one three four on that, so it's like clear USA is a powerhouse in the one ten hurdles. Um, but I, I I guess my only point is we got to be we got to be better about talking up Grant. He's awesome. He's another electric personality. Like he's fun. He's a winner, and we should be betting on him every time on a on a world stage. And we got to be hitching our wagon there. Yeah, admittedly, I missed this one too in terms of betting on it. Um, for me, I it's just like a it's I don't know what it is. It's like the hurdles. I always forget to bet on the hurdles. <laughs> but you know, unless it's Sydney McLaughlin, but you gotta get good odds too. So. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, oh, uh, the, the women's pole vault today split gold. I mean, we talked about this in the, in the high jump in the Olympics. Can we please stop doing this? Can we please stop sharing the gold medal? And then the other thing that I'm freaking out about, Mike, I had my own, like, um, can't lose parlay where I picked, 
I picked like a bunch of favorites and I put a lot of money on it. Um, Katie Moon, who who shared the gold, I'm afraid that my parlay is going to be a push because she didn't win the she didn't win the event. Mm. So, like, can we please stop doing this? Hold I'm on. so sick. I'm so sick of splitting gold medal. If you if you had just bet that straight up, I don't know if it would it have been a push or would they have like split the win? I don't wins? know. This, I don't know. I I. I I, 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 what happened in the, in the high jump? I, cause I'm pretty sure I had Barsham in the high jump. I can, I could probably go back and look at my, but, he, but he, I don't even think you, I don't think it would push out your parlay completely. I think it would just like wipe that. No, if anything, if anything pushes in a parlay, the whole parlay pushes. Right. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. it's I'm pretty sure. I understand it to be. You're going to win every leg. But well, like if like this, this, this like new, like if this, a game if a game gets rained out, you know what I mean. It just shifts down to a three leg parlay and it shifts your. But options. like, but say you tied in the NFL. Like if you had if yeah. you had a, like a an NFL parlay and a game tied, I'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. that pushes the whole parlay. Interesting. I don't know. I'm I'm used to I'm not used to this legal gambling. But, thing, so but, I don't know how. But track I is know so, illegally it pushes. Track is so different too because technically she did win. Yeah, I, it, it's a gray area. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but it, you get it's the house. The house is going to do whatever they can to win. So this yeah. is like gold. So oh, you know, you didn't win outright. You're not going to pay out on it. But back to the back to the idea of splitting golds. I don't understand why they like. Why don't you want to go to a jump off? It's absolutely well, they, well, the problem is, is they put it in the hands of the athletes. They allow the athletes to be like, do you agree to this? And you have to be the biggest dickhead in the world to, to go up to the person that you've been competing against all day and be like, yeah, one of us isn't going to get gold. Because the other thing is like you've secured gold, right? You've secured that gold medal. You've secured whatever bonuses you're going to get from that gold medal, right? And so like, why would you risk so why would you a why would you risk losing that? And the other thing is, how can you take that that same thing away from somebody else that's in like the same position as you? So obviously, if you put it in the hands of the athletes, they're going to say split every single time. It has to be the yellow jackets have to put their foot down and be like, no, we're not doing this. We're going to go to a jump off, you know? Yeah, I mean, so you can't you can't put it on the athletes is what I'm saying. What are the most memorable moments in sports? It's like a 13 inning extra inning World Series game would be electric. Everyone would talk about that forever. Triple overtime football in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? A tennis Wimbledon championship that goes, you know, 14, 12 and you know what I mean? Like all it's like this is a dream scenario for sports. Let them jump all freaking night. Let it go six yeah. hours for all I give a shit. Like make them look even if they have to like lower the bar, right? Yeah. They, you know, they, just, they're so tired. I would love that. That would be amazing. It would be amazing. It would be awesome. All right. So Fun looking yellow. at looking at unless unless we have anything else that I missed that we wanted to cover, we can kind of look ahead of here at some events. Is there anything that I missed that, that we need uh, to cover? One thing I wanted to bring up, and you're probably going to talk about it when we look ahead to 800 finals, but the semis, I feel like, were such a disappointment for the United States men. 
it was a weird it was a weird semis like yeah teenagers in general wait what, like, which event which event are you talking about the men's 800. 800 oh oh yeah yeah i just yeah. felt like none of the races were like the 800 is a physical event most of the time anyways particularly when they you know come together at the break but like i agree with you steve it was just a weird weird event like yeah. weird round of semis and we 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 kind of talked a couple episodes ago about uh isaiah harris's weird like we, we didn't completely agree with his race tactics and like how he was physical in the at usa's and he had that like weird finish where he, he crossed the finish line and like he grabbed the people in front of him it was like what are you doing and then you had the um like the mark, uh, the uh, the A Rop high five as he's crossing the the finish line to qualify. The, I can't stand that. And Mike, this is this goes back to like one of the first episodes of Peak Too Early. Like in a qualifying round, like you know, you know, it, you know, celebrating with whoever you're finishing with. I can't stand it. Right? Do not high five. Get your ass across the finish line. Get back in the in the locker room and prepare for the final. I don't want to see like you buddy buddy with whoever you're qualifying with. You know. So that happened, and then um, Hopple got there, but he he looked dominant, I would say, for like 90% of the race. The last, the finish, though, I got me a little worried. I just um, don't think he was in a great spot. He wasn't. He wasn't. You know, like, I don't, got know, it that done. Was, I don't know that it was necessarily just, like he didn't have the, the juice to finish. I just don't think he was in a great spot. So I think he did a great job in terms of just – holding that position to make sure he qualified. Um, but yeah, I, I agree, Steve. I think he looked awesome for 90% of the race. Survive in advance, baby. Exactly. Um, Steve, how are you and not going to go ahead? Sorry, Mike. I was going to say, how are you not going to talk about your guy? Uh, Bacal, Bacal. Oh my God. Yeah. How did I forget about how are you not going to talk about that? And my 5k pick of the year, uh, uh, El Bacale, just no doubter. Uh, I said, take all your savings and put it on El Bacale, and he delivered. We have a uh, we have a little uh, gamblers uh, group text, and uh, I I believe Mike and I are the only kind of like run nerds in that group. But I was texting everybody. I was like, this guy's down to minus one fifty. I was like, this is Ryan Krauser level. Put your money on this guy, and sure enough, he he delivered. Uh, yeah, big big hit for you, boy. So yeah, and he yeah, was. Yeah. What, Sorry, I was going to say the only two bets you put in that group, because those aren't guys that are going to be following this, but you gave them the rising Ryan Krauser and you gave them El Bacali. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I told him, I said, if I'd stop betting on baseball and I just focused on betting on track and field, I'd be a very rich man. So, um, but uh, kind of going back to the 800 and just kind of looking ahead here um, and looking at uh some of the odds here i mean everything that could have gone right in terms of like watching this event in terms of being like where we stand as fans for this world championships everything that we want like that everything great that could have happened has kind of happened so far there's one thing left there's one thing left that would make this like a clean sleep Everything happened in favor of peak too early and it would be Bryce Hopple walking away at the top of the podium. And I don't know, like 
there's not a clear-cut favorite. And I, I look at these odds, and I talked about it on last podcast, where these odds terrify me, where I feel like he should be higher, right? I don't understand why he's so low on these odds. So it kind of makes me like, am I too high on him? But then I'm like, I, and then I just kind of use my, my you know, fandom brain. I'm like, it's no brainer. Bryce Hopple's the bet here. He's, he's, he can still get him at plus 1600. Like, I, I don't see how you don't go all in on our boy Bryce here. I just I just doubled my my bet on it. I, I already have one in. I just put another one because I agree with you. Um, I mean, I would go as far as say <clears throat> as great as that Josh Kerwin is. If Bryce Hopple ever pulled it off, I mean, that might be that might that might be the biggest win in peak tour of the history is, yeah. a, is a Bryce Hopple gold medal. I feel like it's all been leading up to that at some point. Um, so that would be crazy. And you're right. It's like I look at this and the favorite is plus 200, right? There's nobody sitting at minus odds. There's nobody who's a clear favorite. And especially in the 800, it's like it just at face value, the 800 is a kind of anyone's game type of type of race. It's like you got to put yourself in a position. You got to have the perfect race. So it's like plus 1600. I know we're biased. I, I I'll be the first one to tell you that we're biased, but it just feels feels right. It feels good. Be a big one. Be a big one. And Josh Carr was Josh Carr was plus twenty six hundred, and he won. He opened up plus five thousand. Five thousand, right? So why couldn't this happen? And uh, I I just I just double down on on B Hop Mike, and uh, I love it when you uh, when you put in a long shot in track and field, and it goes to uh, under review. And draft. Oh yeah. Like, Wait a second, did we miss something here? So I love that every single time you put in a long shot and you know uh, track and field, they they gladly take my minus three sixty bet from Noah Lyles <laughs> yeah. without putting it under review. But yeah. plus sixteen hundred for Bryce Hopple. Hey, let me check on this before this bet goes through. <laughs> well, I. Uh... When we were talking about No Lyles earlier, and I said I was going to find something probably, I ended up parlaying him with the men's four by four um, to give you minus 128 odds. So uh, I feel pretty good about that. And that way I see is I'm just trying to get Noah down there. Men's um, four by but, one, right? Uh, nope, the four by four. Oh, shoot. Oh. It is the four by one, which I feel way worse about that now. Yeah, I, I have that. I, I have... never like parlaying. Oh, man. I thought I was putting the four by four in there. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I guess I got the men's four by one. I I don't like putting a four by one ever in a parlay because you we we've talked about it. It it can always go wrong. The handoffs are. Oh man. Well, I right. have it. Yeah. I have it too. I have it. I have it as the final leg in a in a in a in a long parlay for for. for That's so for stressful. Episode. But anyways, my point was. They the DraftKings had to review that one for me. They they yeah they were unsure about that. Uh, all right. So what do we else? What else do we have going here? So um, men's five k. We've already talked about it. I don't see how you don't you don't put some money on on Joshua Chapter guy here unless you really love Jakob. In which case you can you can go hard at that minus two hundred number. Um, but I just think with what you saw out of Chapter guy in the in the ten k. And what you saw out of Jakob in the fifteen hundred, I don't see how you don't bet on Chapter guy here. So after I won the Josh Kerr bet, 
I took kind of a weird approach at the next race because I had a little bit of change in my uh, account. So I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to try and get myself a risk-free Rye Benjamin bet here because I truly felt that there was like two people who could win. I felt pretty strongly that Warhol was going to win, but there was only two people in my mind who could win. So I put a large amount of money on Warhol and then whatever I would win on that bet, I put a second bet on Rye Benjamin. You see what I'm saying there? Because he so, is hey, that that's the strategy we developed during uh, the the Olympics. Yeah, right. So if Warholm wins, it's basically a wash. If Rye Benjamin wins, then I'm making money. My whole point is there's probably an opportunity if you're willing to do that. I don't know. I'm gonna do it, but there's probably an opportunity to do that here where. I look at these and it's like, to me, there's two people can win. There's Ingram Britson and there's Cheptegei and that's it. So if you go a little heavier on Jakob and then try and make up that gap on Cheptegei and have kind of Cheptegei be your your winning bet, that's where you make your money and have Ingram Britson be kind of just your safety bet where, you know, if he wins, you break even. I think there's an opportunity for that. Well, so I have a, I have a, I have a weird balance right now. I got like 22 cents and, uh, you know, in addition to the, the full dollar amount and out of respect, I'm going to put that 22 cents on Sam Parsons. So <laughs> not Sean McGordy. No, Sam Parsons, friend of the program, Sam Parsons. So just out of respect, it's a, it's, it's a respect bet. Yeah. I'll put, I'll put a couple cents on Sam too. <laughs> I thought, you might, thought, you, thought you might ride your Sean McGordy pick from USA's. Nah, he's not going to win. Sam Parsons has got a better chance of winning than Sean McGordy. <laughs> Can you imagine? So <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 22 cents to win like 60 bucks or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> what, 22 what an incredible, to... <laughs> what incredible day that would be. I can cash out for five cents. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so just that, that's the respect bet for, 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 uh, for our friend. I'm, uh, I'm seeing something here. I didn't see before. What do you, what are you seeing? Yo, like? Yomif Kajelcha is in this race at plus 1500. I didn't hmm. see that before. And I, I, I kind of like that too. I might have to think about that. I'm not advising anybody to take that just now, but brought to my attention and I'm, it is now on my radar. All right. Noted. Um, well, let's see what else we got. Uh, women's two hundred. I have a bet on Shakari, so it's pretty much so far. Like it, it it's looking like it's going to be between Sharika Jackson, Shakari, and uh, Gabby Thomas. But I think with what we saw in the hundred, I mean, how don't you bet on Shakari here? So uh, I have a I have a mid size bet on her. Nothing too big, um, because she isn't the favorite. But uh, I mean, she's on fire right now. I don't. You got to let it roll. What do you guys think? I'm in the same boat. I will probably avoid actually physically betting on that. And I'll just put my rooting hat on and root for Shikari. That is zero fun, Michael. I know. I'm just a little worried about Jackson, but and I got I got a lot of play right now, you know what I mean? I gotta I gotta be careful and picking my spots. And you know, sometimes when I feel like I have enough of a rooting interest. It's like, well, those are the ones that I can I, I can afford to avoid. So I'm just gonna, you know, just I'm just gonna wa- enjoy the show. What if you said that about Josh Kermike? Well, luckily I didn't. You know, picked my spot right. 
men's 200. I mean, this is the no Lyle show. I don't yeah. know how you go against no Lyles. If anything, like I might be eyeing the Arian Knighton at um, plus twelve hundred, but other than that, I, I just I, I don't see how you how you take anything but no Lyles there. Now is this a situation where you would do what Mike was just talking about? You could, you could, but I just don't think that there's any real contender. Like I don't know who you put it. I mean, do you put it on to bit? I don't think there's a clear cut number two. Right. So that's probably that's my not. Problem with it. Probably not. I think that only works if you think that there's only two people who can win the race. There's, there's more than that. Yeah. Well, more than more than two people that. Yeah. Well, I think there's one clear cut, but there it, it, it only works if there's like a clear cut number one, a clear cut number two, and then a big fall off. Exactly. There's a clear cut number one, a big fall off, and then like a kind of a, a mess underneath that. So, yeah. Uh, men's 400. I do not have a read on this. Does anybody have a pick here? Hmm. No, nope. I mean, this, this could be an opportunity just to call toss a couple bucks on like, like a, a real big favorite, like a Quincy hall or something like that. But I don't, I don't have anything. This could be a case where, um, I do what I do for USC and whoever has the best walkout. That's the person I bet on. <laughs> What about this guy from Russia, plus three fifty? He's probably he's probably he's probably juiced, on the juice, right? Probably juiced up on something. That's eh. I'll, I'll put that in the. You know what, Steve? I'm doing it. Uh, Wade Van Niekerk, plus three fifty. Right. I'm taking. Let, I'll him tell right you what. Now. Hey, let's 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 have a little fun with this. Let's all pick a different person. I'm gonna okay. pick. I'm gonna pick uh, Antonio Watson. Donny, who you got? Um, Donny's gonna take a favorite that slime ball no i'm i'm gonna go with uh our our friend from norway because norway is due for something because Jakob is just shit in the bed we're gonna go with harvard bent out ingvaldsen at plus oh, yeah. <laughs> are you sure that's how you pronounce that um that, that's what i'm gonna go with that was actually pretty impressively good actually uh uh listen pal maybe not a math guy but pretty good at reading so yeah. <laughs> Uh, women's 400. This is, I got a big X on my card. This is another case where you have a huge favorite. You got Femke bowl, unless you want to put down like a hundred thousand dollars, you're not making any money no. off of Femke at minus, uh, 2,500. And then there's a whole mess of people underneath that. Um, they were talking on the broadcast that Femke bowl is, is like on a pace to have a better career than Sydney McLaughlin had, even though Sydney McLaughlin's so young, Femke is only, only like, 23 um so that was pretty interesting to hear um and i you know i guess it checks out but um kind of an interesting interesting thought there it's a bummer it's that sydney's of... not in this race but it's uh, a huge bummer um yeah now unless you're adding femke to a parlay or you know just tacking that onto something else yeah stay away uh, then we're looking at the relays. So the men's four by one. Mike already kind of touched on this. Uh, anything can happen in the yeah, four by one. That and makes so, me sick. Th- this, I mean, you know, this is a place where you might want to toss like just like five bucks on Japan at like, you know, 2,800 or something like that. You know what I mean? Just because literally anything can happen. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I guess I'm committed now. I didn't mean to be committed, but I am. Women's four by one. Um, again, you know, 
anything can happen here. So uh you get a plus number for US women. Um yeah, plus one twenty, that's not bad. Yeah, so that's an opportunity there. And other than that, uh oh, women's eight hundred. We gotta talk women's eight hundred. Thing um, plus one twenty. You get a you get a plus number for a thing. I've already talked. I cashed out. I you know I didn't I didn't want to cheer for Keely. I want to cheer for a thing. So I will be betting there. Um, something to note. Mary Mora plus two fifty. That's a really good number for Mary Mora. So if you're if you if you don't want to bet on a thing if you if you don't um if you if you don't want to kind of if you don't really have much of a betting or rooting interest in this, it might be worth just kind of tossing a small bet on Mary Mora. Um, just cause that's a bigger number than she should have. So. You think plus plus two fifty is a bigger number than she should have. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I guess it's just that it, it, it's interesting. You look at the, the odds like plus one twenty, plus one thirty, plus two fifty, and then it skyrockets up to, so they're yeah. clearly, you know, it's, it's I will be I will be taking race. a thing. I, I'm I, I was just I was just making a comment there that you know from just a pure, pure better eye yeah. looking at this card that Mary Moore at two fifty kind of jumps out at me, but I will be taking a thing in this bet in this in this race. There's no doubt about it. Um. Uh, anything else? Uh, Ar- Ar- Armando Duplantis is gonna take that. Stay away from the men's pole vault. Yep. Uh, women's four by four. Uh, that's an easy win for U.S. women, but it is minus four hundred. So please note that easy win for U.S. men as well, but it's minus seven hundred. Um, so tack those on any parlays if you got them. Yeah, well, that's what I was trying to do, and I screwed that up. But yeah, I let's do. I think that's let's a smart do, move. Uh, let's do here. Let's do this. Um, let's do this. I want to see just because I'm curious. Curious. Let's go. Where is he? I'm sure. Okay, so we're going to take Femke. We're going to take at minus 2,500. We're going to take. We're going to take women's four. We're going to take men's four, USA for both. And we're going to take Duplantis. Let's see. What does that put us at for a parlay? Minus 189. All right. Well, Steve, just saying, if you tack Mo onto that. Oh, baby. Now we're getting weird with it. Now now, we're getting weird with it. So now it's basically... Just mo. It brings you two thirty seven. So not as much as I thought, but still, that basic. The way I see that is you're getting two thirty seven odds for mo. Done deal. Okay. I'm in. I'm I'm doing it too. I'm in. You in, Donny? Yeah, why not? I'll go <laughs> and with you. Yeah, I don't give a. Oh, under review. Let's let's make sure DraftKings says it's okay. Yep, they said it was fine. Look at that. Look at that. See now, see that's how you figure out how to make money off of Femke and uh Duplantis. Steve, I went into this recording thinking I had all right. 
I had some nice winners today. I'm going to put some money away and take those winnings. Uh, and I got, you know, whatever I got in the bank in the bank. And then I'm going to keep the bets I have. I, I ended up adding like six more bets throughout this And podcast. you are listening to the wrong podcast if that's what you plan on doing. Yeah, that's well, awesome. that was, the, don't it was to- the plan. I had... Well, I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, I already had bets in, so I was like, "All right, I'm, 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 where I want to be about all the bets I want in," and I managed to add in like six more during the during this recording. Good, Mike. You don't go to the driving range to hit five iron. You go to hit driver. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're hitting, we're hitting. Not me, I, not me. I chip sandwich. Grip um, it and friggin' <laughs> rip it, baby. Right. I haven't hit a driver in months. <laughs> All right, boys. That's been a been a nice little recap. We'll uh we'll we'll come back for a uh for for to to round up the rest of uh of world championships at the end. Um, but let's let's kick off the bell lap. Mike, what do you got for people on the bell lap? All right, so I need the energy of the two crew here. So I am a uh <clears throat> in a fairly competitive fantasy baseball league. I have been for for ten years. Uh, it probably occupies way too much of my time. I care too much about it. I've never won the championship. The last three years in a row, I've finished as the one seed, the one seed, and the two seed, and I have not been able to get past the semifinal round. And here I am, the two seed again in the semifinal round, and I'm not, I'm not feeling so good. So I just, I just need some good energy. I need some good vibes, folks. I need a win. I need to win one of these before I die. And uh. So just just please put your put your positive energy out there for me. Johnny, what do you got for people on the bell app? Uh well, uh I would like to give some credit to me. Uh I have gone for a run twice this week. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Thank you to wow. you, Steven, for, for the shoes. They're wonderful. No um I liked them very much. But yeah, I uh been a little bit stressed out at work so i decided i'm gonna get out there and start pounding the pavement um and a couple things that i've taken away from that number one obviously i'm much slower than i used to be um number two i severely underestimated how sore i was gonna be particularly my back um hurting number three i forgot how hungry I would also be. I've been eating like a truck driver. And then also, I, I feel great. So happy to do that. Happy to be kind of back. Uh, Going to run a, hopefully a couple road races uh, once I get back into shape, some type of shape. And Steve and I have actually been talking about some cool ideas that he has uh, for stuff along those lines. Um, but yeah, we've got some goals goals down there and going to try to keep uh, keep it going. It's been about 10 years, so feeling good. I'm working on, I'm trying to put together something that makes sense. So I want to make like a road race league. Um, Essentially, like you can score points based on percent finish. And I have an idea where if you're on, if we're obviously going to have some super fast people that have higher percents and then um, some people a little bit more mid pack. But I want to also give like significant points to improvement. Right. So if you have like, uh, I want to do something where if you, whatever your lowest percent finish and then your highest percent finish, like you get that amount of points added to your total. So I'm working on it in a way 
where I feel like no matter where you are in the pack, whether you're front of the pack, back of the pack, mid pack, you have an opportunity to compete in this competition. So I'm working on it. I'm trying to put it together. I'm trying to work out the kinks, but hopefully we can figure something out and get it going for, uh, for 2024. So it was very funny, Mike, when Steve was like explaining this idea to me and he's like, yeah, you know, I want to basically everything you just said. So it's like even and out for people like front of the pack. And it was a bit of a humbling moment because he was like people in the front of the pack and then people like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I think I think we want a comeback story, Donnie. We want it. We want we want the two crew in on this journey. See if you can uh if you can if you can get back into some uh some racing form because yeah, we'll uh see. we'll see. Yeah. We're, we're working on it. And All right. maybe we can restart that bet one day. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, lazy Dunny though. Listen, I'm still here. Don't worry. <laughs> so I've run twice. I've run a total of three and a, three and a half miles let's not get crazy <laughs> uh i got nothing other than i'm in the uh the dog day i'm in i'm in crunch time for marathon training so i'm starving myself trying to lose a couple pounds trying to get in a fight shape um cranking out long runs uh it is this is this is the the real crappy part of marathon training but once i get through like the next month it's taper season baby don't worry buddy i'm working on my water handoffs at home so right. dunny dunny's gonna be helping me out he's gonna be getting some content out there he's gonna be uh getting getting me my uh my my specialty water bottles out on the course so we're gonna be we're gonna be rolling out there so other than that boys i would have run faster but i peaked too early mike hit me with the josie Stop the door.